BPI Sports has always been a massive supporter of natural bodybuilding, so it only made sense for us and them to partner up. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by BPI Sports, and if you want to support them and us, use code NattyNewsDaily at checkout for some exclusive discounts off any of your orders. Enjoy the episode. What's happening, people? Welcome to another episode of Natty News Daily. We've got a, a, a fun-filled episode because we've got a, a massive worldwide squad on the podcast right now. we got Canada, we got US, we got the UK, and it's going to be a party. So welcome, Steve and Pascal from Revive Stronger. What's up, boys? Cheers. Thank you Thanks for having us. on. Oh, I'm super excited about this. Um, so we don't really have a, a layout for this podcast. I think sometimes that's the best ones. We were actually just ranting before we come on live, and then we probably decided <laughs> to hit record. So I think what we were talking about before, honestly, might be a good kind of meat and potatoes to talk about because this is something that clearly we're all very passionate about and and you know we're all coaches we all want to help people navigate this whole bodybuilding space so um you know I was explaining before we come on live that a lot of younger athletes struggle with body image and you know staying focused and disciplined and comparing themselves to others and you know oftentimes getting derailed about where they're at in the game um so I guess specifically because of social media and his presence now right yeah yeah so i guess kind of give a little bit of backstory on what i was talking about so i had a client come in um and he was talking to me about you know wanting to get bigger and he actually asked about testosterone boosters that was the first initial conversation i was like you know how old are you and he's like 21 and i'm like okay like this is literally the last thing you need right now, but why do you feel you need a testosterone booster? And he's like, man, I'm doing all the things right. I'm eating well, like I'm eating 3,500 calories, which for someone his size, like is a, is a good amount. He's like, I've been training hard. I'm in the gym consistently. And I'm like, are you progressing? Like, are you getting stronger? And he's like, yeah, like, you know, every week I seem to be seeing some progress in the gym. And I'm like, okay, like you're winning. <laughs> good job. And he's like, yeah, but like, I see all these guys online and you know, they just look like so much better than me and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, man, how long have you been doing this? Like how long have you been like consistently training? He's like about a year. And I said, you want to know the secret? And he's like, what's that? I said, give me another five. And he looked at me like very confused. And I was like, I'm like the secret to your progress, bro, is doing what you're doing this entire year and multiplying that by five, 10, 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. And he, and he's, you know, nodding his head. And, and, you know, I said, man, like when I first got into bodybuilding, and, and even weight training, like before I had any aspirations of being like a bodybuilder, I was like, I saw, you know, YouTube was like very minimal. So where I got my information was magazines. That was where I think probably a lot of, you know, our generation of like the late twenties, early thirties, you know, your media was through magazines. It was flex magazine. It was muscle magazine. And you had the workout, like our Ronnie Coleman's arm workout, Jay Cutler's quad workout, uh, Jay Cutler's 12 week prep diet. So that was where you got your information. And, you know, nowadays, like everybody dissects that and, you know, tries to go through why it's completely wrong and why we should never do any of that stuff anyways. But the point I'm trying to make to him was that they were so big and it, it was so at the time it was so impressive to me that it was just motivation. I didn't compare myself to Jay Cutler. I didn't compare myself to Ronnie Coleman because I knew deep down that it was so far gone of what I could attain naturally that I was just, I just used it as fuel, as motivation, right? I had the posters up in my home gym. I'd look, look through the magazines. And now, you know, 
this guy that I was talking to, he's explaining that he sees all these people on Instagram and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, why do they look better than me? Like they seem to get results so fast and blah, 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 blah. And I don't know if it's just because it's still within that realm of realistic. Like these guys aren't Jay Cutler. They're not 280 pounds and shredded. They're probably like a buck 80, but they have the good lighting, the, you know, straight up Photoshop and photo editing, likely some PEDs behind the scenes that they don't talk about, which is part of the problem. And I, th- I think it's messing up a generation of lifters. So enough about me rambling. Your turn. No, absolutely. <laughs> it's funny because whenever I'm actually on a podcast and I'm a guest, I actually always end up talking about social media and the influence on, on bodybuilding. And I don't know if I'm the right person to talk about that topic because I'm so biased because I'm not the biggest fan of social media. But at the same time, we have to also acknowledge that there are so many positive things about it as well, especially just us sitting here. It probably wouldn't have happened if Instagram wasn't there, right? And that's Mm -hmm. a positive thing. Uh, But just to put it down to the example that you brought up about that young individual, um, do you think or do you have the feeling that he listened, Leroy? I think, see, that's tough, right? Like, I think in the moment he listened, but I also know that he's going to go home instantly and be re-exposed to what's causing the issue, right? And that's where, is the solution going off social media? Is the solution, like, what is the solution to that problem that he's facing? And, I mean, I find the psychology side of, human behavior very interesting as well like as much as i'm passionate about fitness i really enjoy psychology and mindset and stuff like that and i i genuinely think that if he went off social media his problems would go away in like a couple months because when you have like i remember when i first got into it i had nothing to compare my progress to so all Mm. my progress was positive yeah right i didn't see you know the bigger guy in the gym like that was my comparison like that one guy that i'd see once a week whereas now I'll pull up Instagram right now and I'll see someone outlifting me, someone that looks better than me, someone mm. that's winning a show right now. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you, you can't win from it. Right. And I think we all try to be objective about it and mature about understanding what we're seeing and how we're reacting to it. But, you know, like we talked about mm-hmm. off air, like that, that lizard brain, that, that stuff that's in the back of your head that you're not necessarily conscious of is still, you know, comparing and, and mm-hmm. kind of beating yourself up a bit. Yeah. When Dion, prior, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was go just going to say prior to the social media age, I mean, you didn't have dudes walking up to you in the gym saying, Hey, your chest is shit. Like, Hey, you yeah. look like crap. Like that's just not normal human behavior. Yeah. But yeah. now because yeah. of the internet, it's like you're bombarded with it, private yeah. profiles and everything. And it's unfortunate because I think that um, those young individuals who are constantly exposed to social media content like this, they are in an environment that is causing constant pressure. They are never good enough, no matter what it is that they are trying to do, whether it is finances, whether it is their own occupation, whether it is something like bodybuilding. There's always someone who's out there um, who's better than them, and they can immediately see it. Back then, when we were growing up, right, I know that um, I didn't really have anyone around me who was into bodybuilding at all. I didn't even know what bodybuilding really was. I had those kind of cliche images in my head, for example. And whenever I wanted to become good at something, there wasn't anything like YouTube where I could watch some tutorials or some other people actually giving me their take on a matter, right? I needed to actually go into a library and learn something about it. But this was kind of to what it is that you brought up, Leroy, 
a positive thing because the only person that I had to compare with was myself and I just could focus on just improving and getting better yeah. and I can only compare it to when I was growing up and trying to become a musician so I started at an earlier age I wanted to become a professional musician and I didn't really watch any kind of YouTube videos because there weren't any the only uh, inspiration that I had was kind of the bands and that I wanted to be become such as them. I wanted to become a rock star and so, yeah. right? But never really to compare myself to them, but to inspire and actually to aspire even to become uh, getting there. And now it's more like a comparison instead of like an aspiration. I have the feeling when it comes to social media and just everything that you're bombarded with on a, on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah. I think I, too, like, uh, no, go ahead, Dan, go ahead. I was just say, I, I think it probably depends widely on the individual too. Um, because I know like when I scroll social media, I'm, I'm not as prone to the, the negative emotion, just, just generally. Um, I mean, not that I don't compare myself to people at all, but, um, I find I can, I can scroll through and, and be fine. I feel like a slug, you know, I just get into the scrolling habit, you know, scrolling through reels <laughs> and I just feel like a slug, but I'm not, you know, feeling like, you know, it doesn't really mess with my head, so to speak, as much as some other people it might. So I honestly, and, but in general, like Instagram, I spend more time in my DMs than I do, do actually scrolling. So, um, what's her name? (laughs) (laughs) It's all for you guys. (laughs) But, uh, but, um, I mean, I think a lot of it comes down to, you know, a self-understanding of, of how you, you know, how so these social media platforms affect you. But also for me, like I've found that there's ways I can use it in a more productive manner, use it for business, use it for, for messaging people directly and connecting with people directly rather than, than just, just scrolling, you know, that sort of thing. So what are you guys' thoughts on that i know there's a lot there but let me just chime in on that one because my thoughts are just these that of course when you're growing older you become a little bit more confident and you give less shits about what other people think about you however when you're in your early 20s and i just remember back where i was back then i thought that i was confident but i actually was really fishing for compliments and appreciation and acknowledgement from my peers and especially people in that position who may even have less confidence than even I had back then, right? I think that they are very, very susceptible of maybe even going down the the steroid road um, prematurely just because they want to get that acknowledgement of their peers. And this is where I think it's a little bit more dangerous. I think that because we are now kind of early uh, 30s, it's a little bit easier for us to stay above it and just like take a step up or a couple of step steps away from social media and distance ourselves from it but i think especially just like early 20s sometimes even below 20s yeah. very susceptible to that that's that's a great point and great caveat even for myself because i was way more or uh, higher in trait neuroticism yeah. like early 20s late teens like way higher than i am now yeah. like now i'm like almost like very 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 low in neuroticism but yeah but yeah but in those like you know teen years i was i was certainly not so that's that's actually a very very good point pascal even from like a like an evolutionary standpoint like we when we get into those teen years we we switch from validation from our parents and we and we really go hard on peer peer validation on things so you combine that with um you know social media and and not getting not you know when when i was a teenager it it was the boys in high school now 
it's mm-hmm. hundreds of people online that people are now trying to seek this validation from. Right. So, yeah. you know, I can just imagine that when so-and-so takes a photo and they're like, man, I feel like I look good. I'll post that gets like 10 likes and you got one comment. That's like, bro, your arms are small. And then mm-hmm. like, I, I can only imagine like how that would then start to spin. Right. Being yeah. in those teen years. And I, I think you can't control that all the way, but I, I'm thinking back, Steve, I think a while ago you posted, or at least mentioned in your story that and it makes sense. You're very selective about who you bring on as a guest for the podcast, because you know, the reach that you guys have, and you know, like how much people weigh, like the information that's provided by you guys. So you can almost like flip that with your own Instagram reels and feeds and, and who you allow to influence you, who you follow. Right. So be smart about who you're listening to. You know, again, you can't control the the trolls and the private accounts and all that. But if you're constantly bombarding yourself with people whose whole role is just to influence or, you know, entertainment advertising, you're not getting the best out of social media versus following the educators and the people that are truly trying to, you know, help. Yeah, I think that's that's something that's really interesting for me is I always think about social media because it's like a, it's kind of understanding what you're going to see if you just enter it without any filters on there. Because like you said, you could add a load of filters. You can select who you follow. You can unfollow people. You can block them. You can actually limit comments. I did this uh, for a couple of weeks. I limited comments to only people who follow me. So they, that's all I get on some of my posts because I was just getting somewhere. I was just like, it was a t- it hurt my mental health essentially some of these discussions mm-hmm. I was just like fuck this i can't be bothered <laughs> with like discussions and debates what have you but i've opened it up again but it was just nice that i even have those tools at my disposal as a user of social media so i can actually kind of see what i want to see and kind of deduct and have social media in my kind of palm and it's all productive because if you just enter it without any of that it is like you just see the highlights so you see the people with the best physiques the best lifts like the genetic outliers the guys all on gear because you do not see the people at the other end of the bell curve who have the shittest genetics like because no like it's not popular people aren't liking that they aren't commenting positive things or what have you it's just that gets left behind and also those people probably aren't sharing as much and also like you said a lot of the people using social media are young but I don't think many of them are as sharing their physique as much because they're not as well developed unless they're some genetic freak again. So it's like just that educational piece of like, where are you in your own journey compared to people like you maybe more so than like just anyone. But comparison, as, as the saying goes, comparison's the thief of joy. And that's just like so much the case and just being like, it's so easy to get like underwhelmed by your own progress sometimes when you just see the like the freaks out there. And that's really upsetting, I think, for me and like for all of us, like for your clients, imagining that like they're sad about their progress because and you you just think, oh, Matt, like look at how much you've done and they, you know how much work they've put in. Yep. And so, so you don't get that sort of context behind social media. You just see the, the person on the page. And yeah, so I think for me, at least social media uh, and as a tool has been so powerful because I have made these connections and it allowed me to grow a business and also like educate myself because that's how I came across like team 3dmj for example so mm-hmm. I think you you can use it and well but it also can really take you in a really sword. negative yeah. yeah for sure yeah and something that you you uh, uh said early early in in your point was was some of the comments that you just can get sucked into um and, and you know you can find some people will just have you know unproductive comments or aren't arguing in good faith um, and Steve, I'm sure you've gotten into it. And it's like, it's very tempting to just get dragged into that. 
But yeah. like for me, once I identify somebody is not arguing in good faith, I say, I'm out. I'm done talking with you. And then inevitably mm-hmm. they hit you with the, oh, look, you're you're just backing out because because yeah. I won. And you, yeah. just, <laughs> which is funny because it's like kind of proves my point of how I'm perceiving it. It's like, yeah, you're not arguing. You're not discussing in good faith. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. but, the, you know, you get into that. But I think kind of knowing when to back out and when to just ignore it or just or just troll back, you know, a little, throw one troll back comment and then just be done with it. I I started most of the time now to either ignore those comments or just to delete them straight away, especially when I'm posting something about a client, for example, and they immediately attack the client's progress or results. I immediately delete it so that the client isn't seeing that because I want my clients to feel proud about their accomplishments and what it is that they've achieved. Um, that's a great think, point yeah because right? usually it's like a tax on me and i, yeah. I can handle it when it's exactly. clients yeah it's, right. i mm-hmm. that's really great point have yeah. you guys I think have you guys ever had uh, a client compare themselves to you and get upset and if so how do you navigate that one uh, not to me but to steve <laughs> <laughs> i've never had a client get upset uh I've, but i have had them compare to me like i want your arms how long will it take and i'm like dude like they, they know better as well always they know better i'm like you well, know better okay. than to ask that question <laughs> we're all yeah, trying to get biceps like, like you steve how long's a piece of string like <laughs> what the, uh, will you ever get there i don't know so yeah it's, thankfully no one's been upset like oh steve i saw you made this progress why haven't we made this progress because normally they know deep down especially the type of people thankfully that we work with like very, very educated um very open-minded and kind of They've kind of gone through a lot of what we're talking about here and kind of come out the other end. So they're almost very similar to us in that mindset of just like, there's freaks out there. There's things that we don't know. There's concepts we don't understand. Let's just put our best effort in and like, then we'll see what happens there. I was just thinking, guys, um, because everything that we discuss, I think it's not a secret to the vast majority of listeners. Um, And I wonder whether it is age-related because we have been dealing with social media now for years already, and we have gotten used to how to deal with that, how to handle social media for ourselves. Um, However, I don't know how helpful it is for kind of the younger generations or people who are still struggling with, with social media in general. And we are right now just talking about the issues, but what is it that you think could be done differently for individuals who are struggling with that? Because I think it's not the best recommendation of just like saying, okay, just get off of social media because uh, for the vast majority of people, the mobile device and also social media has become kind of a huge part of their identity and of their life. I think, I think one of the biggest things I would say would be kind of like calling back to what I was talking about, like who you follow, right? If I open a page, if I'm interested in someone and their entire, you know, if I scroll, 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 and it's just all selfies, and there's no content to what they're saying, there's no chance I'm going to follow them unless they're an athlete that I like really like and just like personally get along with. I'm only Aubrey, following people yeah. who, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm following people like they post something, they, you know, they could look good, they could not, but like they're saying something that resonates with me and that I can learn from, whether it's bodybuilding or not. I mean, just as a, you know, psychology or, or nutrition or, or anything, right? I feel like there has to be some content beyond just looking at their physique because otherwise you're, you'll, you'll never be there. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, think yeah that, as a- I think that's where like, like the individual that I was talking about, right? It, it, their social media consumption isn't for 
maybe necessarily positive, right? Like maybe it's not to try to learn things or like when you, like if I go through my following list, you know, it's very few, to be honest, it's very few people that I know personally. It's a lot of people mm-hmm. like fellow coaches like yourselves or people that I look to for education, whether it be in the fitness realm or the psychology realm or the nutrition realm or whatever. So it's a lot of it is just positive interaction i guess on social media Mm. whereas i think a lot of you know people maybe we're talking about it's like oh i'm gonna follow this influencer i hate that fucking word uh you know this this person that's pumping out this product or whatever right and all their photos are perfect and you know doctored and lighting and all that kind of stuff and then that fuels that skewed perception of what you know that that constant blast of what maybe isn't reality on social media uh, sure, absolutely. I think each and every consumer has a responsibility as well of what it is that they are consuming. It's the same as television, right? As kids, we weren't really allowed to watch horror movies because our parents were responsible for what it is that we are actually then consuming. And it's then when you're an adult and you are consuming a certain product, then it's also your responsibility of kind of caring about yourself and looking out for what it is that you are consuming in the moment. But the question is then kind of, Um, Can we even escape the algorithm? Because the algorithm is surely um, promoting just kind of clickbaity things and entertainment things and all that kind of stuff, you know? And the the irony in it is that each and every influencer, for example, wants to be individual and unique. And all they actually end up being is kind of one amongst many others because the algorithm doesn't really reward individualism or being unique it rewards clickbaity things yeah yeah. and can we escape from something like this well the algorithm is is directly linked to what you're clicking on so i mean it's it's a it's challenging but if you you are are conscious about who you follow who you don't follow what you click on that does influence the algorithm it's like it's like when i'm in deep in prep like my That's entire true, yeah. explore page Cookies. is gonna be food <laughs> it's, it's Here's just... the, have you noticed this now though that instagram now will put on your page uh people you're not following yeah recommended yeah, yeah. suggested yeah, posts Re- recommended yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah, like yeah. i i remember i unfollowed somebody and then their shit come up on record like on my, my i've never had like, that There's... That's annoying. yeah so it, it it's it's like okay how, how do i if i if I unfollow them, that, that was my solution. Okay. You probably had that little hide button. Like don't yeah, show. You can hide yeah. for 30 days, but even then it's going to come back. Right? Like that's not solving the problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have like I a night. Like, always coming back again after 30 yeah, days. Yeah. No, leave me alone. <laughs> can't escape. Um, I think too, like you could, I mean, when I follow people, it's, I, I can't say I've ever found or followed someone from the explore page. I think it's always mm-hmm. someone else tags someone. So it's it's someone who I'm following is recommending someone else. Yeah. And then that way I know, and maybe I'm building myself an echo chamber. That's not the greatest way to go about mm-hmm. it. But then at least I know there's like a reference, right? Like this person believes in this person. So let me at least investigate a little bit. James, I think that you're bringing up a good point there to just further discuss. And that is echo chambers. Because I think that because we've been talking about algorithms, it's then easy if you're then falling down that path or route to actually then end up in an echo chamber. And I think, let's be real here, our industry is also full of echo chambers and then cams fight cams, 
kind of small groups, fight small groups amongst just like idiotic topics, if you really think about it. Like the, the latest example that I can think of is kind of the entire biomechanic movement of like <laughs> how, how to... How do you do your barbell rows, boys? I exactly. Something like this. Like, honestly, come on. Do you, do you want to tell me that this lat pull-down variation is the only way to target your lats? Come on. I mean, and then you're fighting and end up creating a cult around an idea about how to target your 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 lats. Right? And this I mean... Is, this is something that we, like, really... When I was on prep, like, I talked to these guys about, yeah. like, I was so exhausted from, <laughs> yeah. the, from bodybuilding culture. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. if you can say that word. Like, it was literally driving me nuts. I couldn't go on social media or whatever without someone arguing about freaking how to do a lap pull down or RIR and intensity into failure. And, you know, I, I had a client one time that because he didn't have prime equipment in his gym, he thought he was doomed to be small forever. And I was like, Oh my <laughs> he's, God. He's right. And I, and I, <laughs> and I was literally just like, I, I was so, I was so like ashamed of being a bodybuilder on that day. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, this is something I don't know if it's like, um, it's hard because I think this is what holds back Revive Stronger in a sense, like uh, as our growth, because you see people come into the industry and they are those outlandish, outspoken people who have quite dogmatic and black and white views, at least initially. And then maybe they mellow out because they realize they can't be that way if they want longevity within the industry. And it's super frustrating because there's been times where I, like, I don't want to post a fucking lap pull down yeah. because I'm doing a certain way and I get fucking five DMs like, oh, <laughs> that's not working your lap. And I'm like, geez, like, I, it's just frustrating. Yeah, it's because <laughs> and it, it was the same with like reps in reserve for a time. I think that has chilled out. But there was like people who's like, you can't use reps in reserve and grow. And it's like, oh, for sure. Uh, so it's just because I think all of us take quite a nuanced and open minded approach where we're like, yeah, cool. You can do it that way. You can do it this way. There's many roads to roam. But people mm-hmm. like that doesn't explode your growth Yo, on social the, media. The best one was uh, I think it was like a week or to, two ago. Uh, Joe Bennett posted that Dorian post. I think we all shared it. That was like Dorian. <laughs> Everybody's like, yeah. oh, but Dorian did it. And then it's like a post of him talking about like he trained with like 80 percent machines. And like, <laughs> it's just like, man, like why people just get so yeah, and bound people, up about this. stuff. Yeah. I'm like, man. And, and- those people who get very vocal are the ones who don't really have the entire context maybe and who are just like um protecting their own narrative or viewpoint of something Mm -hmm. right and that that just creates psychology now yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) and that creates kind of issues and that's also and this is why i wanted to actually go down that route of talking about echo chambers i like to also follow people that challenge my views because it just keeps an open mind and also just shit tests my ideas every now and then. Yeah. I, I concur with that completely. Like Pascal. Keep your I friends close, idea. keep your enemies closer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some extent, right? You guys know I'll call you out with, or not call you out, but say if I think you're wrong. Yeah. yeah. Dan, Dan I think it's important. <laughs> And I also think it's important it's not to personal, be as you no, guys know. exactly, yeah. exactly. And that's the thing. I think no ad hominems too... with that is important. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> so you're many... an idiot. You're wrong and small. <laughs> too you're many people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Too many people take it too way too personal. Yeah. And I have that feeling. I don't really want to name any kind of names because that's not relevant right now. But there are certain individuals who are right now very, very prominent in the industry that whenever mm-hmm. you critique their views, you immediately 
get all of their disciples and followers <laughs> on it as well, because that individual is then also very vocal about defending their stance. And se- instead of thinking like, yeah, maybe yeah. there's some truth or some nuance to it that I haven't really considered as well. That's something that I always try to do as well. And I, I, I made a ton of mistakes in the past of what I thought was correct. And then only to figure out like, oh, no, I was actually wrong. Maybe I was just not um, open-minded back then, or I wasn't experienced enough to even see that myself. Yeah, yeah. Maybe if you're getting blasted you like that, that that's that's the people that I was talking about that just don't argue in good faith yeah, too. Yeah. So it's like yeah. it, it's not it's not worth engaging no. those types of people because mm-hmm. it's just not going to go anywhere. No, but yeah, yeah. I think a, a you know kind of jumping off that point, Pascal. Um, sometimes like you can be getting success when you're early and young, right? And you think like, well, this is working, so it must be right. It must be the only way. But as you grow and maybe evolve and learn, you realize that it was working, but not for the reasons that you thought it was. And I think Mm. that in itself is huge, right? Because some of these camps, like, yeah, they're getting success, they're growing, they're doing, you know, getting stronger, all this stuff, but is it for the reason that they're touting it is? No, absolutely. I even brought up an example just lately on the Improvement Season podcast about adductor work um, that I didn't do it in the past. And I gave it a little bit of shit of like thinking there's no point in doing that. And now I'm doing it myself like twice weekly just because I have a little bit of a runner's knee and supposedly it helps for kind of balancing that aspect of the things as well. And I didn't really take that into consideration. And I'm here to clearly say that I'm wrong then in my statements that I did in the past that it doesn't really have any kind of huge role into a proper programming and i was wrong and i think it's important to then revert back on your stance or the viewpoint that you had in the past in order then once again to to progress also you as a athlete as a coach as a practitioner in general i think that that study came out that showed that the significant adductor growth with with squatting and then all of a sudden you saw so many people to say no 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 direct adductor work and it's just like it's first off it's like with one study second off it's like it doesn't analyze you know uh people squat with very different stances i take a narrow stance i don't get much adductor out of my out of my squatting so it's like i additional adductor work is probably a good idea for me Mm -hmm. so it's like you know it's the black and white thing where but yeah, that's a tangent. Yeah, for sure. All right, boys, let's close this out um, before we get kicked off here from Zoom. Just got the notification that we got a limited time remaining. I hate that. Um, but what what do you tell then? Let's kind of go back to where this all started. So young athlete, new in the game, comes to you and he's like, man, how do I navigate the social media minefield? It's stressing me out. I feel like maybe I'm not not recognizing the progress I am making, even though I can acknowledge it in this conversation right now that I am making progress, but then that doesn't translate when I'm scrolling online. Steve, what do you tell that guy? So, yeah, it's a tough one because I would say, like, you don't need, first of all, because you can get uh, negative comments on sharing your own progress. Don't feel like you have to. I think that's one thing to just put out there. Not like if you want to, great, but don't feel like you have to. And if you do share it, again, you can filter it. So you can put only my followers can comment on this post or you can turn off comments if you don't want them and you just want to put it out there, for example. Or you can even select posts you don't want people to comment on. And then when you do select people to follow, if they are like, you can have inspirational people, educational people, but I would generally make sure to follow if they are people that you're like looking up to. Look at if they're sharing their process behind the scenes 
an example I would say is like John Dewitt. He does a fantastic example. Like he's an IFB pro. Yeah, exactly. Huge jacks, like incredible, but he talks through every step of the way. Mm. He doesn't hide anything. He doesn't sell secret sauce. He explains the principles, exactly what he's doing, why he's doing it. Great to learn from. Whereas you could follow another IFBB pro, doesn't say anything about anything behind the scenes and just shows if them lifting heavy and just like they're getting huge and jacked and that could just confuse you. So I would say there's people out there with fantastic physiques who also share the process. They're probably more productive for you because you can look at what they're doing why it's productive for them and learn from them versus just like getting this like very um, kind of closed view of just their physique and how they're lifting because you have no context behind any of that. So I think that's what I'd say. And then just the education, like you initially said, it's just like, no, there's time. <laughs> like every person you follow who has a bit great physique has been doing it for years upon years upon years. And you're not going to be perfect from day one either. So this is going to be a long process for you. Yep. Yep. Pascal, anything you'd, uh, you'd throw into the mix? Yeah, so first and foremost, I think uh, that I mostly agree with what Steve has said there. And I have a hard time actually answering that because I don't think that I have come across a situation like this that often so far, simply because the person that we attract, they have already somewhat of a knowledge and are mostly in the evidence-based community already. So I don't think that they are most of the time very susceptible to just kind of that entertainment fitness industry that... I know very little of, to be honest. Whenever someone is talking about a specific influencer, I never have heard about that individual who has millions of followers. And that's why I have a very hard time answering that question. Um, the thing that I would do, I, I think that I would do, is just to have a, an honest talk and chat with them about it, of what I think that the industry or what it is that they are seeing uh, on social media, what it's all about. Um, also, that it's mostly just kind of an illusion, such as also bodybuilding is on stage as well. But especially over on social media, it's even more enhanced if you really think about it. Yeah. Um, and furthermore, I think, though, that most people don't really end up listening to their coach. I know this sounds a little bit controversial, but that is at least my experience. Um, often they come to you for recommendations and all, but they need that last little confirmation from someone else that they actually very much look up to also i've had it already quite often that i've they've asked me a question about a specific topic let's just say it's about nutrition i've basically said everything that i had to say about that topic that i thought was the right answer to it then after weeks they are coming back to me just to let me know that they've read a book that <laughs> And they, they finally came to the conclusion themselves when in rea reality, that was exactly what I was saying like a couple of weeks ago. And I have the feeling that sometimes you are not the right person to then give them the recommendation because they are not, they are listening to the words, but they are not listening to the meaning behind it. Yeah. And sometimes they have to come to that conclusion themselves via certain other routes. Yeah, yeah, awesome. I think that was a good way to put it, good way to end it. Hopefully people listening got some insight and hopefully can navigate the, the social media minefield a little bit better. Um, obviously if, if people listening have questions or want some advice, I think all five of us would be more than happy to, to answer and uh, hopefully help kind of navigate through that kind of stuff. But I appreciate you guys coming on. I know a bit of a time difference, but we made it work. 
it was an Thank honor you for us. first time and it was the 100th episode 100th so even bigger even bigger of an honor so thank you very much guys for having us on yeah, i think you. that it's time then for ross to get you guys on right right that's right we have Absolutely. discussed it it's not just a like you shake our hand we'll shake your hand we have already said we <laughs> let, need to let, do it. let's grab a drink sometime right? everyone knows that yeah. it's never going to happen <laughs> yeah no, we'll make it happen so if you guys like this episode obviously give it a like subscribe for future episodes i know you guys are going to want to see revive stronger back on so let us know and uh you know if there's subjects you guys want us to talk about i think this was a good episode between the five of us so you know if there's specific subject matter then we'll definitely make it happen so thank you guys again for watching the 100th episode can't believe i'm saying that of natty news daily and we'll catch you guys in the next one